I'm Denise. She's a non-fiction editor. And I'm Louise. She's a fiction editor. And together, we're the Editing Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Editing Podcast. So this week, we're going to point you in the direction of some of the books we like to dip into when we're editing for certain types of clients and when we're writing for our own businesses. Yeah, so that might be because we're scripting a podcast episode, writing a blog post or a booklet, creating a course or developing materials for an event workshop, seminar or webinar. And all of that involves business writing. And these books help us ensure the content and the tone of that content is on point. Yeah, and they can help you ensure that your client's business book is hitting the mark too. And let's face it, few of us can craft a perfect piece of copy without some help with our writing. Well, (laughs) okay, content machine Harnby. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. I I certainly need editing. I certainly need a little bit of help with it. As you know, I've asked you to do it before. Well, that's true, yes. (laughs) Well, well, um, but whether it's about catching typos and problematic word usage, tidying up the language to make it clear and accessible for its intended readers, um, or making sure we're hitting the right content for our business, we all benefit from a little help, just like Denise said. Yeah, we do. So, So this week, we're going to feature eight books that we think are excellent resources if you're writing for business. So let's start with punctuation. Now, we both love The Penguin Guide to Punctuation by R.L. Trask. Oh, we do. Don't we just? It's the simplest, shortest and clearest guide to UK punctuation style that I know of. I think that was one of the first writery books I bought back when I started editing. And I always recommend it to anyone who asks because it's extremely user friendly and explains each point without overloading the reader, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you're stumped by apostrophes or not sure about comma placement, you'll find this handy wee paperback invaluable. Absolutely. Now, we should also mention that in 2022, the Chartered Institute of Editing and Proofreading published a book called Punctuation, a Guide for Editors and Proofreaders by Gerard M.F. Hill. Now, that's another great resource, although in fairness, it's double the price of Trask. However, members of the Institute can get the digital version for free. So if that's you, do make sure you've downloaded it. Yeah, do definitely. Now, how about English grammar? Again, there's lots to choose from here, but we're going to recommend a book um, called English Grammar in Use, a self-study reference and practice book by Raymond Murphy. Now, what's different about this is that it's written for those learning English as a second language. Yeah, and that means it's really clearly laid out with each grammar point explained on the left hand page and practice exercises on the right. And it's an excellent reference book, even if English is your first language. So next up is a resource that's all about helping you make sure you're bringing consistency to your writing across your entire business. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to create your own house style. So the Chartered Institute of Editing and Proofreading have another handy guide that walks you through how to do this. It's called Your House Style. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And the subtitle is Styling Your Words for Maximum Impact. Yeah, and it outlines the value of a house style and it helps you to create your own by taking you through the many points to consider, such as presentation of numbers and hyphenation and capitalisation. Yeah. Next up is an extremely fun but wonderfully accessible and humorous guide to those thorny word issues that many of us struggle with. It's Bill Bryson's Troublesome Words. 
So this is one of those books that you decide to dip into to find out one thing and end up reading page after page after page. <laughs> it's good toilet reading. Uh, true, but I sort of wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> Let's go for bathroom reading. I can't believe you pulled me up on that. <laughs> I'm thinking of our listeners, Harmby. But since we've gone down this road, uh, we should probably call it kludgy reading in our house, you know. <laughs> we call it bog reading. That's why I thought I was being polite. Anyway, let's just <laughs> move, on. move on from the big white white bowl and talk about Anne Handley instead. And how do you spell oh. clutchy? Cludgy. 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 C-L-U-D-G-I-E. It's a very old sort of Scottish uh, slang word for the lavatory. Cludgy. 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 Yeah. Love Actually, it. to be absolutely honest, I don't know anyone that actually uses that word other than you. ironically, like <laughs> as an example of a Scottish slang word. Um, it's not something that you would say in polite company, definitely no. not. <laughs> you probably say crapper reading. You see, I think crapper's a very English word, actually. Do you? Do yeah, you? yeah. I don't think yeah. that's a Scottish one. Yeah. Bog, anyway. probably, yeah. Anne God, Handley. what a diversion. Yeah. Anne Handley. Anyway, Anne Handley, yeah. Let's talk about and just one of my favorite people and everybody writes is just the best guide to better business writing she's a content writing superstar and she firmly believes that writing well matters more than ever because we all rely on our words to carry our marketing messages that book is such a delight it includes some american english grammar and usage but also guidance on how to connect with your audience through stories best practice on creating amazing content and tools you can use to help you. Yeah, and, and what I really love is her clear, engaging style. It's just the next best thing to listening to her talk. Have you heard her talk? I haven't. It's on my bucket list because you keep talking about how good she is talking. Oh, she's great. I've seen her a few times and she's just the loveliest person. And the best thing is that her book has a new second edition out so it's been expanded and updated and it's just it's just a delight so I hope I'm doing a good enough job of promoting this book. <laughs> I think I definitely think we needed to go down that route after the previous um yeah I've just sort of elevated the conversation a little bit you here have, from, you have. from the kludgy so um yeah, well done. yeah but seriously it is a fabulous book and everyone can learn something from it so definitely go and look up the new second edition fantastic yeah so a great companion book to Anne's um is one that helps you understand the people you're writing for and it's called hack the buyer brain by Kenda mcdonald who's basically brought her extensive knowledge of psychology to the table yeah and it's really well researched and it's but still it's accessible and it's jargon free so basically if you want to really understand how your customer's brain works when they're thinking about buying from you and how to use that understanding to create a really solid experience from them for them. Read this. Now, we talked to Kenda on the podcast in episode 14. 14! Mm. So if, if you want to find out a little bit more about the journey she went on to create that book, have a listen. Yeah, it was a great chat. But episode 14, and here we are, episode 104. How on earth did that happen? I don't know, but it shows we talk a lot. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so moving on, another book we're both massive fans of is Stephen King's On Writing. 
Yeah. Now, just because it's King, don't get wrapped up into thinking you can't apply the guidance in that book to nonfiction or more specifically business writing. You can because it's good common sense advice that's delivered with warmth. Yeah. And it's almost memoir like in places. And the thing is, and this is something you and I have talked about before, Louise, good business writing tells a story, too, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It really does. And talking of someone who knows how to tell a good story, our final (laughs) suggestion is Dreyer's English. Have Mm. I said that right? Yes, it's Dreyer. (laughs) (laughs) An utterly correct guide to clarity and style. What a gem. The bloke and the book. Now, you've interviewed him for the um, 2021 CIEP conference, didn't you? I did. And he was, I was really nervous, I have to admit, um, because he's quite a name in editing circles. But he was so interesting, but he was funny and he was humble and he, you know, he engaged really well with my questions. He was, he was really good fun. And I taught him some Scottish words as well. (laughs) Cludgy. Did you Not cludgy, actually. No, the Scottish word I taught him was stushy, actually. Stushy. Stushy. Yeah. 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 So for you, those of you who are not in the know, um, Benjamin Dreyer is an American writer and the copy chief at Random House. And that means he knows a thing or two or more than a thing or two about writing and publishing. So, yeah, I definitely think Dreyer's English should be on the bookshelf of anyone wanting to learn more about our language and how to use it. Yeah, and have a bit of fun while we're doing that. Yeah. So we hope you find that at least one of these eight books and two of Denise's uh, Scottish uh, words. <laughs> yes. Um, Uh, will help you to improve your writing. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to help support the editing podcast, you can join our Patreon community for only £3 a month. Yeah, we'd love to have you on board. So if you're interested, hop over to patreon.com forward slash editing podcast. All our patrons get exclusive access to a huge batch of transcripts. We'll pop a link in the show notes for you. In the meantime, she's been Louise. And she's been Denise. And my favourite word is stushy. Join (laughs) us again next time. Bye. Bye. Let me just check. Cludgy. C L U D G I E. Yeah. I've got that. Saving that as a piece. It's just, you'd never hear a normal Scottish person using that word anymore. Crapper. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, um, (laughs) like, like the idea that you wouldn't say crapper, that's just like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just not a word in our lexicon up here. It's, um, what was it? It, Is it Edward Crapper? Who was it? Thomas Crapper. Thomas Crapper. Yeah. So, he was an English guy um, and it's just never really entered our vocab that, that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, people talk about crap and maybe taking a crap and stuff like that, but, but not using but not, the actual the crap. No, no. Yeah. Then, to be honest, crap, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't call it the crapper. I would you just threw that in for effect. I just, just, I just, but people will enjoy it because I don't think that needs editing at all. No, I don't think so. I might even leave this pen as well. <laughs> Listener. I left it in.